Hi everyone, this is YoYo. Welcome to China Trends. Let's stay on top of the trends shaping our future. This month's BRICS group of major emerging economies, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, will hold its 15th Head of State and Government Summit in Johannesburg, South Africa, between August 22 and August 24. Today, we are truly honored to have Anil Kishora, Vice President and Chief Risk Officer of the New Development Bank, to be our guest today. Welcome, Mr. Kishora. So, Mr. Kishora, we know that the New Development Bank (NDB) was established as a joint initiative among BRICS countries. So, what are the most impressive achievements the NDB has made under the BRICS mechanism during the past eight years? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming over to NDB headquarters for this uh, interview. Uh, in terms of our achievements, let me start with the fact. That NDB is one of the youngest multilateral development banks in the world, and within a short span of eight years, NDB has established itself as a major global multilateral development bank.、Uh, we have more than 33 billion dollars in approved loans to nearly 100 projects in our member countries. And all these projects have a strong component of sustainable development goals and climate goals. So, to my mind, that's a very strong achievement. On the funding side as well,、uh, we have raised, apart from our own capital,、uh, nearly 16 billion dollars from the markets through public expenses, through private placements, etc. Both in the international markets and the national markets of our member countries. So that is the second important、uh, factor that we need to highlight as one of our achievements. Thirdly,、uh, in terms of our institutional growth as well,、uh, it has been a, a very, very,、uh, what should I say? It has been very、uh, eventful eight years. Uh, we had this COVID int,、uh, interruption, pandemic, etc., but still we have overcome all of that, and we are where we are now, in our beautiful new headquarters. So I think it has been pretty、uh, a strong performance under the overall guidance of the BRICS leaders. I must tell you that BRICS leaders have given their enormous support to this institution. To allow it to grow as a truly international organization, so even though it is set up by BRICS countries, it is emerging as a global institution. See, it, it operates through a couple of channels. Firstly, the BRICS members have their finance ministers and the board of governors, so we have the benefit of their expertise, their insights, their guidance on a regular basis. Because they, are, they constitute our board of governors, and on a day-to-day -day basis as well, the board of directors, which has high-level officials from the member countries, who in turn seek their guidance from the finance ministers and the leadership there, they are able to give us guidance. And there is a two-way communication between the member countries and the bank through the mechanism of. This board of directors and board of governors, 
So that has been operating very well. Secondly, the summits. Uh, even um, this year, I do expect that there will be at least a paragraph about NDB in the BRICS declaration. So that is another source of guidance for us. Thirdly, there is a strong commitment. As you can see, $10 billion in paid-up capital has been given to NDB. So our capital position is very strong. And because of this connect that we have with our founding members, uh, we are able to uh, exercise enormous convening power. So we can bring together uh, different stakeholders on one platform and uh, encourage consultation, cooperation, consult, uh, consensus building, etc. So that, that is how we have been benefiting from this mechanism. As more countries applying to join the bloc, the BRICS countries may discuss a membership expansion at the upcoming summit. As the NDB has also initiated its membership expansion and welcomed several new members, why more and more countries see that great opportunity to join NDB membership and how countries will benefit from becoming members of the NDB? And one of the points I made was that NDB truly belongs to Gen Alpha not even Gen G, because we were born in 2015. We have started off the cloud. Our IT systems were all on the cloud. We are an organizationally flat organization. In fact, uh, if you walk through this building, uh, you will realize how lean the bank is in terms of manpower. That also means that our bureaucracy is minimal here. The, the overarching reason for this, the main principal reason for this is that being born in 2015, we came with a different mindset. And I gave this example earlier. Uh, World Bank started off in 1946, immediately after the World War. They made their first loan. Then we had this ADB, Asian Development Bank in Manila, which started in, which was founded in 1966. NDB came up in 2015, a good 50 years after ADB was founded. Now, between this period, 1966 and 2015, the economic landscape completely changed. So 2015, China was a $11 trillion economy with per capita income of more than $8,000. You go back to 1966, the GDP was $77 billion. Per capita income was $104. So from $104 to $8,000, north of $8,000. So when an institution deals with an economy which is a small, which is growing, which has yet to build that capacity, your approach is different. But when you are a large economy, your approach has to be different. So for us, we were born into that era when the landscape had completely changed. Whereas for earlier previous generations, they have to make those changes. So that is the main point, uh, I think, which makes NDB pretty attractive to uh, member countries.
Thank you, Mr. Kishora. So, how will the outcomes of the summit help guide the NDB and its work? Uh, it will help us in uh, at least two major ways. You know, we have to work for the development aspirations of our member countries. So, through this summit, we get to know what the priorities are, what the leaders think, how they want to shape their own economies, how they want to shape their own social systems how they want to develop their own technologies, etc., etc. So this understanding is very important for us to fine-tune our own approaches and policies. So this is one. And secondly, we'll also have an opportunity to report to the leaders. Our president will be reporting to the leaders what we have done during the last one year. So it's, it's a kind of a, an opportunity to present our report card to the leaders and then, on a related note, get their guidance. As I said earlier, uh, the, the declaration will have at least a para on NDB, which will outline their vision for the bank, which will help management craft our own strategies, our own implementation plans, and so on and so forth. So that's really important. I understand that you've been working in China and with the NDB for many years. What do you make of China's role in the NDB and in the BRICS mechanism? Yes, that's really a good question. And uh, you know, China is a founding member. So as a fine founding member, it has helped us establish this bank. It is the host uh, for the bank. So you see this beautiful, uh, totally green, ultra-modern building uh, which houses all of us here, thanks to uh, the government of China and the government of Shanghai. So that has been very helpful. Uh, during COVID times, when we had this pandemic, it was really challenging. And uh, during that time, the authorities helped us a lot, which, which was really uh, seen as a positive contribution and our staff members realize that you have someone here who takes care of uh, your interest during those challenging times. Uh, one fourth, more than one fourth of our approved loans are in China here. So that has allowed us to build our balance sheet. Uh, we have also been able to issue about $33 billion of uh, bonds in the Chinese market. Uh, you might be knowing that uh, NDB is one of the largest issuers of panda bonds in the Chinese market. So China has helped us in multiple ways in uh, growing this bank. The world today is faced with multiple challenges such as growing economic uncertainties, regional instability, climate change, and the BRICS mechanism plays an increasingly important role in addressing these issues and promoting the cooperation among emerging markets and developing countries. Against such this background, could you please share some examples of NDB's achievements to harness cooperation with its member countries? Yes, that is one of our key focus areas. Uh, you know, we have uh, four building blocks in our general strategy for 2022-2026. The first building block relates to centrality of our clients and member countries. That all that we do has to keep in mind the interests of our member countries. Uh, another area is, uh, which we actively pursue, 
is the crucial role of knowledge and innovation. So in terms of knowledge and innovation, which is really critical if we have to address the two issues of sustainable development goals and climate change, it's really important. So uh, from that perspective, we have been uh, bringing together uh, stakeholders and holding in consultations, engagement with them so that we can come up with uh, plans which can be executed, which can lead to uh, mitigate the challenges. Let me cite two uh, concrete examples. So sometime uh, earlier, uh, we had a workshop on a scaling up development finance for a sustainable future. Uh, that was held in cooperation and collaboration with the Ministry of Finance, Government of China. And none other than the Minister of Finance for China participated in it, along with other dignitaries and thought leaders. Prior to that, we had another seminar on financing social infrastructure. Financing social infrastructure and use of digital technologies it was held in collaboration with the Ministry of Finance, Government of India. Uh, so again, we could bring together thought leaders from global consultancies and uh, the academia, think tanks, government leaders. Uh, we are planning another seminar, uh, possibly in one of our new member countries, Egypt. Uh, so this is how uh, we foster uh, collaboration, consensus building, generation of thoughts and ideas, plans, which can be executed. And we, we hope to continue doing that. Thank you for time and for sharing deep thought with us, which help us know more about the NDB's achievements, China's role in the NDB and BRICS mechanism. Thank you for listening. Please share the episode with others if you're enjoying it. See you next time.